Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's uh, crack a beer and get the ball rolling with my friend here. That's pretty good. Wow. So, just here for the beer. Um, before we go any further, we need to um, introduce someone very, very special to me. A very great cousin, but an even better friend. Ben Bonin, first time um, guest on the show. How the hell are you? I'm doing great, Jack. Thanks for having me here today. This has been a long time coming, so great it has to be been. here and <clears throat> very excited. Yeah, no, it's um, it's fun. I, I know it's been probably, I think we're coming on a year and a half of doing this. And I want to say after like the first couple episodes, I remember texting you and some of the other cousins. I'm like, I got to get this asshole on here. Yeah, I know. It's been <laughs> way too long. It's Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. Um, I think we've been seriously trying to put it together for over a year now. Um, a lot of, I'm up at college, so that kind of puts a fork in the road, but finally here Make it work. break. Yeah, we set up the It's not day. like you're up in Bemidji or anything. No, yeah, close enough. Might have to come down a few weekends and do more of these. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, so this Loon Juice, what, what do you think of this? So I'd say good for a seltzer. It's kind of weird. I think it's sour, though. I don't know. I think it's more of a... I could be wrong. Let me check my source here. I think it's more of like a cider. Yeah, mango grapefruit. It's definitely got a little sour hint to it. So not bad. Your buddy, one of your buddies, because uh, he mentioned it on Instagram, to recommended Loon Juice, and it's funny. I started laughing because I'm like, I've tried Loon Juice on here, yeah. but when I went to Total Wine, I was like, this is a flavored Loon Juice. Let's try a flavored one. And uh, I really liked the Loon Juice. Um, this mango grapefruit. I don't hate it, but I, I don't hate it, but I'm not like. I'm not amazed. Sweet, yeah, I'm not a I, sweet drink guy. If I'm gonna have, you know, a beer or something or a cider, I don't need it too sweet. This has a little bit of a sugary flavor, I'd say, but not bad. You get more of like that sour tart, kind of like as an aftertaste, which I prefer it that way. I've had some sours on here before, and oh my gosh, some of these sours, like beers and stuff like that, like citrus sours, they just hit you like a freight train. And for some people, they like that. But I don't, so it's like, this yeah. probably isn't terrible, but it's not for me. I'd rather have a smooth yeah. Yeah, smooth drink if I'm having one. Are you a seltzer guy? Cider guy? Um, or would you rather have a beer? I, like, on a boat, I'd rather have either a seltzer or, like, a beer. Cider is probably, like, my number three. It's probably, like, a light beer, seltzer, depending on the day, like, switch those two. Yeah. And then a cider. But all things considered, like, for, I, I don't think I've had many flavored ciders, I don't think this is a bad option it's if you're looking bad. for a flavored cider. Uh, I'm a big fan of the the uh, Angry Orchard. That's your sister. She's rubbing off on me. But yeah, those aren't bad, and I definitely don't think these are too bad. You said you've had Loon Juice before, though, and not not the cider kind. Is there like a beer? Or a... Yeah, no. So they have like, so they have Loon Juice is like their brand. It's like, it's like a, um, from my understanding, it's like their White Claw or something. Yeah. And then they have different... Flavors. So Loon Juice, for those that haven't heard me do the original one, they're down in uh, Spring Valley, uh, Minnesota. Um, but I just had it pulled up. So they have Loon Juice Extra Juicy, Loon Juice Honey Crisp, which is, I think, what I've done before. Then they got this one. They got uh, Growing a Penny, Red Mule, Rosé. Oh, so they have, like, different <laughs> flavored ones. But... I don't, I don't mind them. No, I, I, don't, pretty I don't think they're terrible. Also, shout out Aaron Crema for that one because that's a pretty good pick, I'd say. I can't have a ton of them, but 
enjoying a drink after a meal and or them. even on a boat yeah like some of these ciders i'm i don't gravitate towards them but i'm more inclined to have one of them as like a refreshing drink in the summer in the middle of the winter i'm not looking for this yeah i'm with you on that one a nice refreshing like spritzer kind of thing this would fit that bill for sure yeah. So yeah, so that's that's Loom Juice Hard Cider. You can check them out on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. It's just loomjuice.com. Um, and they are open for those that are interested in close to that Spring Valley location. They are open um, Mondays through Thursdays, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And Sundays, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. But before we go... I need a rating from you. What would you rate this, Dave Portnoy, Ben? Gosh, out of a 10, Loon Juice. I'd give it like a 7, 5, 8. It's not bad. It's a, okay. good, it's a good cider, I'd say. I yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't take it over an Angry Orchard, but it's a good cider. Nice and refreshing. If you're kind of like me with this taste on this, you'd probably feel the same way as I did about this Loon Juice. I loved the original Honey Crisp one, and I... I want to say I gave that maybe a low nine or a high eight. So, but with that said, I would probably give this probably a low seven, high six. Again, I don't know how much you listen. I like to think I'm a beer snob. I'm really not. I think you're a connoisseur at this point. I would say, I don't know. You, what'd you say? You're a connoisseur at this point. I no, no, but like, what'd you give it? Oh, I said like a seven, five, eight. Seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably go seven. Yeah, seven, seven, four, seven, four, seven, three. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, that is what we have for just here for the beer. Uh, I know I touched on it a little bit last week, um, but Benjamin, we have the um, great in the great state of Minnesota here. We got the high school hockey tourney, known as none other than the tourney. The tourney, the trek to the X for the boys that are oh down there. Gosh. It's a year long. Most of them, it's a high school long dream. So good seriously, to see the boys out here, yeah. And well, it's funny to see because obviously, um, for as they call them, the smaller schools, yep. class single A, they started today. We obviously have the Hermantown New Prague game on right now, which um, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. But Hermantown should definitely not be in class single A. Yeah, I think ever again. Time, time to <laughs> sail that ship. This is a little bit ridiculous at this point. Um, but, I mean, congratulations to all eight of these teams. I mean, you think about how many high school hockey teams there are in the state of Minnesota, and there's got to be at least 200. So whether you're a big school or a small school, to be one of the 16 teams that went there, four of those teams are going to be two and done, which, yep. you know, that's fine. But you got to say you were the seventh or eighth eighth best high school hockey team in your class exactly and that's not a small feat. yeah and i think remembering back to the days when i was in high school and you too as we both attended hill like the fun is going mm -hmm. down to the x watching your oh, boys sure. play and it's an exciting thing for the kids too i think for sure well and that was on my list one of the questions i had for you too because obviously you're not 31 like i am quite yet <laughs> but you're removed from the high school hockey you played uh, a couple years like you mentioned um for hill as well um, but just tell me, like, what are some of the differences and similarities between watching some of these high school tourney games as a player, like fellow high school person versus someone out of high school? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a lot different. It seems like it was such a long time ago, but, uh, watching the game still, you can tell there's a bit of a difference between single A, double A, 
Um, I was lucky enough to go see a couple of my younger brother's games last year. We had one on varsity, one on JV for Hill. So those guys were a treat to go watch. Um, but yeah, difference between from when I was a kid and now, I feel like just being in it, everything seems a lot faster to you. You know, mm -hmm. you're enjoying it from the student standpoint. Um, being in that student section is just an absolute riot too as a young young freshman, sophomore going down to the X. Um, so yeah, I guess that's probably the biggest difference. Just the speed, taking yourself out of it now that I'm a little older. Yeah. Um, it's more of just an enjoyment. Sit back, watch the game. For sure. And I think this probably comes from people that probably aren't as into high school hockey or just hockey in general, which is fine. Not everything, you know, is about hockey. But um, I think some people don't realize that, hey, like, you don't need to be in high school. You don't need to be in college to enjoy this stuff. Like, your, your commitment level has changed because you're not like, oh, my gosh, I necessarily need to go to every single game like you did when you were in high school or maybe, you know, first couple years in college. But you still look forward to watching it just oh, as sure. much as you ever did. Yeah, and I think the best part about the tourney is obviously having it on TV. So right. you know, we got a lot of people watching it now. And whether you don't you know, watch the NFL the whole season, everybody tunes in for the Super Bowl. So it's great to and see perhaps, like, all the yep. people showing support. And we were actually online yesterday, yeah, yesterday getting tickets for this Thursday night game. Uh, opening for the single A class, or yeah, double A Hill yeah, game, double, yeah. and uh, all the tickets were sold out, so we had trouble on that, we were supposed to be able to get like eight, six tickets, and I think everybody was stuffed with two, they just sold out like madness. Screw COVID, man, yeah, you know, screw COVID, <laughs> and I, I mean, we don't, again, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole, and we don't need to get the MSHSL all over us. They got to figure their stuff out. They got to figure it out sooner than later, especially with that incident last year. I think a couple teams getting the boot for COVID regulations and whatnot. I get it. I mean, pandemic, but come on now. Let's figure it yeah. out. No, we got, well, and I mean, you know, again, not that COVID needs to be a huge topic, but you got to learn to live with it. And the fact that it's taken this long for people to acknowledge, okay, yeah, we do have to, we do have to learn how to live with it. It's like, where the hell have you been? Yeah. Where have you been? Like, That's what we've been working <laughs> on. Yeah. So, but no, it's, it's fun. We've already had, so like we mentioned, we're watching, uh, the single a one versus eight team, essentially, uh, Herman Towns, um, it's first intermission now, but what was it? Three, four, one, four, four, yeah, one going into intermission. A couple fast <clears throat> out the gate. Yeah. On new Prague. Um, I think it's, I mean, I got Herman Town winning this game, but earlier today, uh, the 11 o'clock game we had, it was Warroad took care of, um, Monticello. Monticello. Yep. I believe that was... Four seven one seven one. Monteita, I played Mankato. I caught a little bit of that game. Yeah, so right, Ben Dardis. As much as I mean, it's it's uh it's no uh, surprise anymore. Yeah. You know, we're both Hill Murray kids, so we're not crazy about Monteita. He looked good. Dardis shows up. Yeah. I mean, I always love to see because we went to Hill. I always love to see Monteita lose. He looked solid, and I saw like his pregame like little thing about him. I'm like. Shit, he's not that bad of a person. <laughs> not at all. I know, not at all. I think I think Dardis has a good chance of winning that goalie of the uh, what's it called? I'm blanking on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Frank Brimsek. Frank, yeah, yeah, it's him, the kid from Creton, and uh, Andover's goalie, I believe. And you know, I think, I think as you look at a team like Monomedi with not a lot of strong either forward or D presence, like you don't have any superstars coming out of there with their name being shouted at the mountaintops. I think looking at Dardis, he's holding that team together. Well, and I think as much as I didn't think about it this way, I think that now Hill's got a couple more big names than Monomedi does, but Monomedi is very much the same as Hill 
without the big names. They kind of got 12 forwards that the coach just can trust because Lechner has got 12 forwards that he runs like clockwork. Yeah, but, solid. you know, so it, yeah, no, I would agree with you. I think Dardis has got a good chance. I think typically for whatever reason, I think double A school goalies tend to get favored a little bit yeah. over single A simply from. I think a lot of people feel like double-A schools and double-A goalies tend to play better competition, whether that's true or not. Um, but, no, I would agree with you. I think he's got just as good of a chance as um, the kid from Andover, Creighton, to win it. Yeah, that was exciting for me to watch today, too. I caught a little bit before I uh, headed out to come over here. But, yeah, Dardis had a good game. Unbelievable. So, it's exciting to see those guys and ready to watch them the rest of the tournament, honestly. Yeah, and then um, I guess before we move on, we got um, – what do we got? So – um, Monomidai is taking on Warroad. Yep. Uh, Friday morning, eleven o'clock game. Um, and then Monticello and um Mankato are taking on each other at Mariucci. I think early tomorrow morning. Um, and then we got this game to look forward to that we're watching right now. And then I think Minneapolis and Alexandria is at eight. And then tomorrow. What games do we got to look forward to? Yeah, tomorrow we got uh, Prior Lake and Creighton Durham Hall. I think that's the 11 a.m. And then Edina and Maple Grove. That should be the 1 p.m. And then over on the other side of the bracket, <clears throat> 6 p.m. is the Hill Murray Lakeville game. Not that we're biased here, but folks should tune into that game. We got some oh, big names coming out of Hill. Definitely. A couple strong players. And then uh, at the 8 p.m., Andover High School is taking on Moorhead. So a full day tomorrow. By the way, say what you want about Hill. Hill, this is the first time I that I've ever paid attention to high school hockey that Hill Murray has ever had two Mr. Hockey finalists. Two mis- yeah. So people always say, oh my gosh, it's just, ri-, you know, Hill's just riddled with, you know, it's a hockey school, this and that, and the other thing. Hill has never, has never until this year had two Mr. Hockey finalists. Yeah, it's ever a single guy here and there, but yeah, never two. Very lucky this year, I think. And of all people, a forward, which we both knew, I think, Godbot was going to be at least a finalist. Yeah, he's been a good player. As Gruba, well. though? Like, I know he's a great defenseman. I didn't think he was going to be a Mr. Hockey finalist, yeah, if so I'm being I, honest. I played with Godbot a little bit um, when he was a freshman coming into Hill. Um, just in practices and stuff, saw that kid play. He was good, good shot, stuff like that. I never got a chance to play with Gruba, um, but with a brother on the team, he's been telling me Gruba's like grown a lot over high school, um, skill-wise and size-wise, and I went to a game, saw that kid, and he throws some weight around. So I would not want to come down one-on-one on that oh kid. Well, sure. I can't remember. I One of them, so Godbout and um, Gruba, one of them in this year's like draft scouting, one of them's like... 149 and one of them's like a hundred or something like that. I would be surprised. I'd like to see which one is which. I think. I'd like to, I'd like to think Ruba's probably a 100 and Godbout's one probably 149 simply from the fact that it's easier, in my opinion, it's easier to stand out as a defenseman because there's less defenseman and it's harder to stand out as a forward. I would agree with that. I yeah. think I would, I would be interested to check what Gruba's doing. I know Godbout, I believe, is going to the Madison. I think they're both planning on doing juniors next year. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I know he committed, and I know he's going to Wisconsin. He's not going straight to Wisconsin, is no, he? No, definitely not. I think him and a couple other players on Hill are leaving um, right after the season to go play because uh, Gruba's got a great D partner, too, Axel Begley. Axel Begley. I don't know if I'm surprised he hasn't 
I know. Garnered any attention. I know, and he's playing. He's just as big as Grubas. He played a little bit of juniors already this year. I think they both did at the beginning of the season and whatnot. Oh, really? Practicing and stuff. I think Tab before the season. They um, must. I had a buddy playing on the NAHL team with Begley, but I grew up playing with Wyatt too, so I those families are close. Oh, Wyatt Begley, that's yeah, right. Wyatt, and then Jake was the goalie when I was a freshman at Hill. So that's right. Yeah, he was, oh my he was gosh. Else. He's out of Colorado College right now. That's which, right, just tearing it up. Yep, so. That is, that is crazy. Um, well, um, I mean, I think it goes without saying, uh, congratulations to the uh, two teams that has won today. No, no disrespect to New Prague, but congratulations to Hermantown on your, you know, butt kicking. Um, but good luck to all the Double A schools um, tomorrow. Um, really quickly before we move on, who do you think? And you can say Hill if you, but I gotta ask, who is your favorite in Class Double A and Class Single A, and who is your dark horse in both classes? Okay, I, Hill Hill's my favorite for sure in Double A. I would say for a team, I think who can really put something up against them. That's not going to be expected to do much. Yeah, I mean, Creighton's a big one, but honestly, Andover coming from the back door, okay. they gave Hill a little bit of trouble early. They did. They got some good lines, so I don't know. I'd be keeping an eye on Andover if I were if I were you guys. Um, and then, I like it. go ahead. Oh no, I I was yeah. just saying I like it. And then I was gonna say other bracket. Um, honestly, I got I got uh, Hermantown. Hermantown as one. I mean. They're in it every year. They somehow seem to mm-hmm. choke in the finals, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that upset. And if they were to choke in the finals, I I think like a Matamidi or a Warroad, I'd probably take Mott even over Warroad in mm-hmm. that scenario. Just with Dardis being in that back, I think he's they got a good chance. They do. Well, and, and for me anyways, no disrespect to Matamidi, I kind of hope, selfishly anyways, I kind of hope both more or not more head both Hermantown and Warroad go on a tear the next couple of years and are forced to go up to double a because they're playing double a schedules they're very similar to St. Thomas except St. Thomas won I think five championships in seven or eight years Hermantown hasn't done that Warroad hasn't done that but they make it every single year and they beat up on all these teams that don't that are good teams I mean you look at this new Prague team and like we said before we got on new Prague isn't this bad no, because not, you have to, you, you still have to win three games to get to state. But I'd like to see a, a team that's like to that like Hermantown. No, no joke. They could skate. I mean, I think about all the teams um in um in a double A. They they beat Hill at the beginning of the year. I was gonna say yeah. I mean, it's early, but they beat Hill. They I mean, there's there. I don't think there's a team in the uh the double A, uh, tourney. Hermantown and even Warroad could skate with they might not beat every yeah. single one of them but it wouldn't be more than a two or three goal game yeah i think if you and put, they play some of them during the if, course if you of year put two. hermantown in the double a tourney right now i think they at least win a game for sure i don't think they'd come in the last last spot no, i mean so. they'd have just as good of a chance as yeah i mean anybody they, they beat hill that's early in the year but they, they won. didn't they that's did number one seed in the tourney right now is hill and the other who number one seed is single a is hermantown so, so. it's weird but yeah looking to see those guys maybe make some moves Get them in a double A and yeah. But. Well, I mean, it's just yeah. Again, we don't want to spend too much time just talking on one thing, but I mean, you're right. It's you know, you think about the St. Thomas. It's like, at what point do they want to go up? Yeah, you know, because you look at the University of St. Thomas. You'd rather be in a position like St. Thomas was, 
where you're making the decision, your academy, where you're making the decision for yourself rather than the University of St. Thomas looking like jackasses. And people telling you, get because out of here. It, yeah. Exactly. So I just, I don't know if Warroad or Fermentown care what other people think about them. Yeah. But if they do. And I think uh, the thing, <laughs> as you're getting new kids in every year, you know, it's it's not the same guys making a tourney every year like it would be in like professional sports. You know, if you yeah. got a powerhouse team, but so it's new for those kids, and they're excited to make the tourney. Oh hell yeah! I mean, they want to go, but at what point does it become something special? Like New Prague makes it here. What they haven't been? You said eighties, nineties. I mean, that school's so going nuts. And was, even Minneapolis. That's what I was gonna say too. Minneapolis, like you see the end of that game, they were going nuts. Well, and they're well. Part of the reason they're going nuts is because Minneapolis has not had a public school team. Because Breck is not far, Blake isn't far. They're all there, yeah. Um, and there's a couple, uh, but Minneapolis has not sent a public high school to the state tournament since '94. You weren't even a thought, and I was three years old. <laughs> that, yeah, that's <laughs> your okay. parents hadn't even met. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> literally '93. Yeah, that's a long time. I don't know. Yeah, so that's a big deal for them. I, Congratulations. It's to those. yeah, it's gonna be hard. And I think I would love to see them win it. I, I would love to see them win it. I think that would, they got to go through Alexandria for the first game, which I think isn't a tough. That's not a tough feat. The only thing I would be worried about is then them going against Hermantown. My thing though, if they can beat Hermantown, they deserve to win they the whole win. thing. If they if they if they, they, if they the can, yeah. they deserve to win the whole thing. I think they do win the whole thing if they beat Hermantown. If you can beat Hermantown in this tourney, you're the, you're gonna win it. So, I like it. So. Like I said before, this is um, first time guests. This is your podcast. What uh, what are we talking about next? What do we got on yeah, the docket? Let's I gave you that. What do you think over there? Um, what do you think? Masters. Yeah, we got I the Masters coming. Masters out. March Madness. Just March being the best time of the year. You on the you on the same boat as me with that it's, one? It's it's a great time of the year. I, it's it's funny that you bring up you know March being a great time of the year with Masters and March Madness being your first two things that bring up but one of the things that excites me about march i love basketball i love the nba i love nhl hockey and in march you're really getting great hockey that isn't playoffs yet because you're really starting to see hey these like you're really starting to see the teams that are going to make noise in the playoffs and you're really kind of getting rid of these teams that are no like that are just a joke and that really aren't going to do anything exactly yeah and so we're both for those listening on the podcast here, we're both big wild guys and Pittsburgh Penguins. Skull, skull wild, baby. Skull wild. Um, besides that, you been looking at any teams, following anybody? What are your thoughts? I think um, Avalanche in our division are giving us a hell of a time, and I think we'll give us a ride in the playoffs. But besides yeah, that, they are. I I meant to go back and listen to my um, pre um, NHL predictions. I can't remember if I predicted the Wild. It was either the Wild or the Colorado Avalanche were my favorite to win our division. Um, this is my two cents. I've actually had a couple friends that know about the podcast that have reached out about the Wild and their recent, you know, struggles. Like, yeah. they haven't looked like their normal selves. Um, you know, the first thing I, you know, tell people, you know, they're getting their stride back. You don't want to get hot like they did in Feb- in um late January, early December, you want to get hot getting into the playoffs. And for them to go through some trials right now is perfect. That's where you want it, Because yeah. they got 
<clears throat> we're through 55 games right now, which means what we got less 28 games to go. Yep. Within these last 28 games is when you want to get hot. Yeah, and like last night, big win versus the Rangers. Huge are, win. They're two in the Metropolitan. Two. Huge. And, and and I saw a tweet today. Um, the Wild are 10 0 and 0 against team in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah. We have not lost against. So we're and down. the Metropolitan Division is. Not to be biased, I think a lot of people think the Metropolitan Division is a lot more competitive than the Atlantic. I, I think a lot of people I would, would agree, agree with that too. If you, I mean, yeah, you look at the teams. Kane's on top right now, Dougie Hamilton. Um, oh gosh, yeah. and then like Rangers, Penguins, Capitals. That's the next like three right after. Them. That's big names. That's Ovechkin, Crosby, Malkin. Like, yeah, big names. Well, and it's funny you bring up the Penguins because. Years past when they've won the entire thing back in what was that, 09, 15, and 16, yeah. everybody was talking about them. Yeah. Right? So this year, since I've done the podcast, I try to focus a little bit more just on watching the wild and not and as much outside sport. of yeah. games and stuff like that. Um, I'm not hearing anything about the Penguins. I'm like, ah, oh, they're probably not doing great. The entire year, they've either been one or two in their division just kicking ass. Yep. Yeah, but nobody's talking about it. Yeah, I seriously, I think everyone's used to it now. I think that's what it probably is. that people might get be used it. To it. With Crosby and Malkin, they each got three cups now. Like I think people are just used to it. Yeah, they're tied right now at Rangers, seventy-seven points, a couple behind the Hurricanes, but Caps are at seventy-one. Like that's a margin. Yeah, I think people are honestly tired of them, tired of talking about them. Probably that's right. Oh, say it for sure. Um. So let me ask you this in terms of the Minnesota Wild. Um, in terms of the Minnesota Wild, what would constitute a successful season for the Minnesota Wild this year? Successful season? In okay. your opinion. In, yeah, my opinion. I'd say we have success getting to playoffs. I mean, that's no surprise. Like, we've been there four times. We seem to struggle winning the first round for sure and even making it past the second. I think with, like, Kaprizov on the team now – like a really good season at a couple points and you know still chugging top of the division. I think a second round win coming out into the third round of the playoffs. That's that's a very successful season, I'd say. Um if you get that far, that shows some grit and honestly a building team. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you'd agree with me on that, but I think we struggle in early playoffs. Getting there isn't our toughest thing. We definitely struggle with being a playoff team, size, speed, playoff hockey. And I think if we get a year of like two rounds of wins, it just prepares you. Then we got Kaprizov, who's here for hopefully a while, who's got a lot of experience in the playoffs after this year. That's what I'd say. I'd say at least two rounds of wins. Interesting. I would actually disagree with you. All right. I would yeah. disagree with you. I think this wild team is constructed very well for the playoffs. I think, I can't remember if I was talking to your dad or somebody else, but, and somebody, somebody said this and I was like, oh, it's so true, but nobody talks about it. Yeah. NHL playoff games are refed completely different 100%. than regular season games. And let me explain what I mean by that. What I mean by that is in the regular season, you see these teams dominating like Toronto and Edmonton. The reason they're good is because they thrive on the power play yeah. and they score probably one to three power play goals every single time they win in the playoffs. Nothing. Not as many penalties are called, so you see those teams. That's why Edmonton and people are calling out Austin Matthews and um, Lionel Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid chokers yeah. because they rely on their power play. This Minnesota Wild team, I've been probably one of their biggest critics with regards to the power play, but after hearing this, 
they are one of the best five-on-five teams in the National Hockey League. Yeah, that's a stat that I think you got a very good point too. And we and we got some big guys like Felino. I was looking at here. Mm-hmm. Cam Talbot's been on fire lately. Like that kind of thing is what you need. Greenway, all these guys that we got need tough hockey when it comes to playoffs because they're not calling stuff, and you need people sticking up for your good guys. And... Well, and they are calling stuff. It's just not as loosey goosey, and the refs have more the mindset of. Let them play. We don't want. We'll let them play because we don't want this game decided by a power play goal totally. or a goal that people go back and say, "Eh, maybe we shouldn't have called that." Yeah, totally agree with you. But you are one hundred percent. You have to go all the way back to the 2014-2015 um, season to when the Wild won a playoff series. For a reference, that was Ryan Suter and Zach Parise's third year with the club. So let me run you through this. Um, Golden Knights lost in seven last year. Yeah. Year before that, we lost to a Canucks team we had no business losing to. 18-19 um, didn't make it. 17-18 uh, lost four games to one to the Jets. Uh, 17, we lost four games to one against the Blues. Uh, 16, we lost two games to four to the Stars. And then 14-15, we beat the Blues in the first round. And then lost to the Blackhawks, who I think went on to win it that I year. I did win it that year, yeah. So this is where I would disagree with you. I think this team is capable of winning the Stanley Cup this year. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Yeah. They're capable of making the third round. Do I think it's going to happen? No. They're capable of winning the second round. Do I think it's going to happen? Yes. But my level of success, like if I'm going to say at this point this is a successful season, this isn't. They need to win a playoff series. But yeah. They don't even, they could go, they could lose four games to nothing in the second round. And I would still say it was a successful season because you look at this hit history and you just need this team to win a playoff series. Yeah, after after you read that off too, that makes a lot more sense. I guess I was kind of over jumping there, but the fact No, that but have, I like that. And we haven't won one since 15-14-15 or whatever that was. I, I think you're right. We we do have to just win some playoff hockey. That's that's where you get your stamina from. That's mm-hmm. where you get some confidence. Yeah. Well, that's where you get your experience from too. I mean, there are so many things to love about this team. You got young guys that are great. You got veterans that are great. There aren't a lot of active, let me say that, there aren't a lot of active Minnesota Wild players that have Minnesota Wild playoff experience. And there's a difference between Minnesota Wild playoff experience and just playoff experience because you can tell these young guys like the Zuccarellos, um, who else, you know, Hartman's been to deep playoff runs, I think. Um, You know, some of these older guys that, you know, we're bringing in have been Kulikov, I think. Um... But there's something different than just knowing what to do. And nobody on this team has a ton of that. Um, I think I struggle. I think a big thing for me, I think it's empirical. I think that's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) I think it's important for the Wild to get the second seed in the division. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. I think... We need to be able to win a round of playoffs. We need to be able to win that first round. And I'm not saying we can't beat a Nashville. We can't beat a Dallas. We can't beat a St. Louis Blues team when we don't have home ice advantage. I'm not saying that. I just think 
it's a lot easier for us to win a best of seven series with home ice advantage. Yeah, if you're playing the majority of your games in Minnesota, we, we've both been to games. It's a madhouse. I mean, come on. I, have you been to a playoff game in Minnesota? Yeah, it's 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 been a while because my yeah. my dad used to have um uh tickets uh season tickets so we went to a couple games and it's it's a madhouse but hot take if and now this big if is saying that the wild had you know the one or the two seed rather than the four or five seed like they did last year if the wild had home ice last year against the gold knights. We would have won that game seven. I, I think we would have yeah, won that game seven. I think so. Yeah, I'm with you. On I that mean, one. you play just a lot differently, and you have less jitters going into you're a game seven when you're in no front of your way. own yep. own fans. I don't know. I'm with you on that one. That's that's what I think. But um, yeah, go go wild. Let's see our boys win a couple playoff games. I think we're both on the the same train there. Well, and this team. I mean, like I said, there's so many things to look forward to. You got young guys. I mean. Marco Rossi hasn't even played much. I mean, you think about four guys to build your team around. Um, Cousin Joey and I have been talking about this. Like, if you're Bill Guerin and if you're Craig Leopold, I think, is the owner. Kevin Fiala, Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, Kirill Kaprizov. Those are are the four players within the next five, within the next 10 to 20 years you do not move. No, you find don't. a way to keep them, and then you bring in the Ryan Hartmans, who's going to score 25 goals a season when he's never scored 12, more than 12, in his career. Yeah, and you bring him in. I'm, I'm with you on that, and I would, I would even add to that, keeping keeping guys like Dumba and Spurgeon. Like, lead the, lead the young boys. Yeah. Get it going. We got some uh, experience on the back end there, and some young guys who want to win. Well, and I think you brought up Felino being a good um, playoff guy, because he's... I mean, I think Chara has kind of changed the game with what you consider big guys in hockey. For sure. Felino is not that big of a guy. I want to look at him. I want to say he's he's barely six foot. And you see a lot of six foot plus guys in the NHL now. Um, yeah, 6'3". Three, three, I'd say He is 6'3"? Yeah, 6'3". He's just a oh, big guy. But, the, but I was going to say he plays like he's taller and bigger than he is, which is what the Wild need. I remember... I'm looking at this. Uh, when we lost to the Jets in 17-18, the only reason we lost to them was because they beat us. Excuse my language. They beat us the fuck up. Oh, for sure. And like, and we had nobody that was gonna say anything about. Gonna it. say anything about because we had small guys that weren't. And it it sounds bad to say this, but we had small guys that weren't really weren't willing to um play bigger than they were. Yeah. With him that, Which you yeah. can't argue that all. And you, whole get, lot. you get stuck playing big guys too. And what are you going to do? You're getting bullied around. You got to make plays when you're a playmaking team and you got no size. Yeah, I, but I'm with you on that. That this year we got some people who can play out of their shoes, hopefully. And again, if we get that higher seed, that's a that's a huge help. Playing in Minnesota is oh, probably sure. the best place you can play if you're a like a wild hockey fan too. Just and I mean, it's game. not hard. I mean, you you look at the you look at the standings. You know, the Wild got, like, I think we, you know, said we got about 28 games left. We're sitting in the third seed. Um, We've played one game less than the St. Louis Blues, and we're only behind them by two points. Um, And the Colorado Avalanche have played three more games than us and have 87 points. So, a lot of people might not like to hear this. Winning the division? No. I may not. I mean, it'd be awesome if we could. I don't think it's that realistic. I think for that to happen, we... Almost need to win 
we almost need to run the table, and we would need call the Colorado Avalanche to lose more than one or two games consecutively, which they just haven't done a lot this season. And I'm not the kind of fan that likes to rely on help to dictate my team's yeah. I'm season. With, I'm with you on that too. And as you as you look at the Avalanche, like Kale McCarr, disgusting. I mean, I disgusting. hate the Avalanche. I mean, Mc- similar to like what we similar him? to like the being Hill Murray boys hating the Monomini Zephyrs. I hate them. Yeah. They have great players, and they like the Colorado Avalanche. Like. I can't stand McKinnon and Landis Cog oh. because they're star players, but they're so they're dirty so and cheap. They're so good. But they're so good. So I, I mean, you know, you got to recognize greatness. They're great players, but I hate them. I can't stand them. They're such whiny babies. They're supposed to be their captain and assistant captain, and they're two of the whiniest players in the league. Yeah, I'd say for and captains, cheapest for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and sitting too, they they have they have the ability. To grab the second seed and put some distance between the Colorado Avalanche, us, and everybody else. Yeah, I think and we definitely have time. They just to, have to be able to do it. We have time to do it, too. I mean, Blues, I, I wouldn't say are a threat. Like, even if we were to face, like, the Blues, the Preds, and the playoffs, like, we can beat teams like that. Um, definitely the Avalanche are going to pose a threat. But like we said, win some playoff hockey. I mean, we don't got to yeah. go to the Stanley Cup final and win it this year. we got to win some playoff hockey, though. I think if we don't, I, I would be upset if, so this is the 21-22 season, yep. I would be upset if you and I were hanging out in March of 27-28 and the Wild haven't even been to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I'm not saying that I want them to win it, they just need to go. Just got to play, some and games. and honestly, had they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals and somehow beat uh, Gene Jabasson Jaguar back in two thousand and three, that would have changed the landscape of this because you keep some of those guys around, and you, and you can tell, you can tell, you know, you keep them on his coaching, you can tell these guys about that and get them excited, and we don't have that. Yeah, hey, because we've, we've been there before. Yeah, that's, you got a championship team. The Wild's a championship franchise. And yeah, losing that takes you a different direction. I mean, for sure. So, but yeah, and I mean, coming down the stretch here, twenty-seven games, we got you know, it's gonna be a little bit of mix of everything. We got Detroit, Columbus, Nashville, Chicago. We got a couple games against um, Nashville, a couple games against St. Louis, um, Seattle, Arizona, Calgary. So, you know. Hockey, as much as I love hockey, as much as you love hockey, hockey is such an interesting sport. It is. It's the one sport I refuse to bet on because on any given night, the league's best team can have an off game and lose to the league's worst team and vice versa. Yeah, and by a long shot too, like a blowout. You just, whoever comes with the firepower and it's such a quick game to switch, um, like as you watch them, even like hockey growing up, you know, we watch college hockey, we watch high school hockey, people show up some nights and other teams don't show up and that's... It's honestly what it comes down to. You're missing one guy in your lineup. It changes the whole dynamic of the team. So It does. Yeah. It does. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's what we got for the Wild. Um, for um, the Masters. Yeah, back to uh, March and the Masters. We got, we got about a month until the Masters, but um, what are your thoughts? I don't know. So I'm a big March guy. Again, we got the players coming up before the Masters too. Excited right. to watch that. That'll be fun. Um, but usually I'm watching it down in the summer warm. This year we'll be watching yeah. it from uh, Minnesota. I'm excited just to see 
uh, how the top ranked guys do. We got John Ram at the top still, mm-hmm. who's been playing unbelievable. But I don't know if you've been watching. I follow the PGA on Instagram. He missed like a 10, 10 inch putt today. He went for a tap in just to decel on it and totally missed. So I'm excited to kind of see how he does. Hopefully he can keep it together. Um, Morikawa's at two, Hovland's at three, uh, Cantley's at four, Scheffler five, McElroy six. So a lot of top guys in that mix. They're all playing in the Masters this year, which, you know, the tournament's name is yeah. written right there. We got the Masters playing. I'm very right. excited to see. I got to say, again, very selfish. It's refreshing. It's so refreshing. I it's think- refreshing. No, it's refreshing as an average Joe playing golf. To see some of these professional golfers miss easy putts, miss, because we're human. So, yeah. And it's sometimes hard for me, you, your brothers, my brother, to acknowledge, hey, we're not professional golfers. And even professional golfers slice. Even professional, they they don't do it as often as we do, but they still do it. They screw up. It is very refreshing. It's nice to see that they're... That they're human like us. Yeah. I, some guy threw his putter in the pond. Yes, like, I saw that. That was hilarious. That, oh, it, I love that. He's one of us. Yeah. It's just, it's honestly good to see. Um, it makes you want to watch golf. I don't know if you watched any of that waste management. Did you see those clips with the people throwing beer cans on the 17th? Well, yeah, because, and they were throwing beer can, cans on the 16th three times because, or the hole wait, two, two or three times because two or three guys got hole in ones. And, then, and yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, it's awesome. Just to see the people getting involved in the game of golf. You know, that's not a stuck-up, snobby man sport anymore. It's fun for everybody to play. I've well, exactly. Getting into it so much more these past couple summers with my buddies and stuff. And it's an awesome activity to do on a weekend. Go take a break from the world and live out in the, or live it out in the, you know, nature. Oh, it's great. Part of the reason I love playing it half the time is because I... I want to drink, but I don't want to drink while I just sit down. Yeah, a couple casual drinks on the course. Yeah, the gin and tonic or something. sticks. Oh my gosh, there's nothing better. So, speaking of golf, speaking of uh, playing around, having a few drinks, I got something to introduce to you. I'm hoping you'll like it and take Ooh. me up in the offer. So, I, I don't know. I'm a fan of this podcast. I'd say that my other one is Spitting Chicklets. I don't know if you watch it. That's a good one. one. Yeah, I don't watch it as regularly as a lot of people do. But I do like it, and yeah. Yeah, so Biz Nasty and uh, Ryan Whitney started this, and I think we got to do one. It's called The Sandbaggers. Okay, I I think I've heard the name of it, but you got to explain yeah. it to me. So Sandbaggers kind of a play on words, I guess, for me telling you like, oh yeah, I'm a 10 handicap when I'm actually a 2, and then I go out and take your money, right? Yeah. So that's just the name that they've done for the thing, and they'll take on you know two young guys from the NHL, two guys from their friends, and they did... One that I really liked was uh, Cole Caulfield and Zegris. If you haven't seen that one, oh my gosh. A lot of laughs on that one. So they just go out and they just like videotape the four of them rounds. playing golf. To yeah, the... four of them playing golf together. So it's That's like a little hilarious. tourney and you, they play handicaps, which I don't even know mine. I'm not sure if you know yours. I think last summer. So it's interesting. I actually found out something that I didn't know about handicaps. Handicaps isn't necessarily how good of... It doesn't reflect how good of a golfer you are as a whole, as much as it reflects how good you've been recently playing. That's what it is. So, yeah. yeah. So I think last year, I mean, and I'm not, I love playing golf. I'm not amazing at it. I want to say I ended the season probably somewhere between 11 and a half and 15. Yeah. Something like that. Do you track here? 
Yeah. Handicap? You do yeah. too? Yeah. So yeah. I track mine too. I'm, I'm, I got that golf shot app. Yeah. I'm still basically like a bogey golfer. I'd say just under. Usually I can shoot like low 80s. So I'm probably low 80s, mid 80s. I'd say I'm still at probably like a 16, 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. But so my proposition here is we got to do a sandbagger. So I got a younger brother. He's a senior in high school right now. He's God. graduating. And Jack has a younger brother who, another dear friend of mine, um, besides <laughs> just being a cousin. And I think we take it out to the yacht club this summer. And we do a little 2v2 sandbagger, and then four of us hop on the podcast after for a little like session. So, a little special episode for sure. Who, so what are the teams? I think it's got to be brothers. What do you think? Or me and you versus Well, Matt. I was gonna you say, eldest versus middles. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, what, what do you do? I mean, because, and that's the thing too. Dan would never admit this, Dan would never talk like this, but I can. Dan can drive the hell out of the oh, ball like I can't. Guy. His short game sometimes baffles me because I think he's 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 definitely a better golfer than I am. But sometimes I see some of my short shots and I think to myself, "How did I just make that shot and <laughs> he didn't?" I'm like, because yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't hit the ball that far, but or off the tee box I should say. But I've gotten into a better habit of hitting it straight down the fairway. Which truthfully, I would rather take like if i had two options jack you can hit the ball you can drive three to 325 but there's a chance you might um go right go left or jack you could hit the ball no farther than 200 yards but every time you did it would go dead straight i'd take the ladder every day of the week i'm totally with you on that i get i get into way too much trouble and hazards we played a couple times what we played memorial i think opener this yeah, last once year. Or twice. Maybe three times, actually. I know we did Memorial the opener, and then we did the one time we I think we did 4th of July, didn't we? Yeah, that would make sense, because we did early 4th of July. Yeah, way too much trouble and hazards. I'm with you on that one. That's that's where I try to improve, just straight. I mean, short game's tough enough. I'd, I'd like to say that I don't three-putt. That's another but big thing. lying. <laughs> Jeff and I... So, you met Jeff. Yep. Jeff and I, Great he's guy. been on the podcast a couple times, too. We dread the three putt we're like you know i don't care if i have to putt two times and i missed one that was like 10 inches i just can't three putt just because please. that's where you get into a lot of trouble as a golfer honestly and that's where you up your scores right there with the three putt I so i think that's definitely the biggest thing in my game i tried to work on was getting rid of those three putts second thing was for sure hitting straight i think it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how far you can get it i got some buddies that can nail it down like 350 and it's like great better hope that hits the fairway or you are well, screwed. exactly and it's like i mean again i love my brother and dan if you're listening i'm sorry but it's like he can honestly i'm sure there's been times with me he's dr- driven it 350 yards but he grips it and rips it and he doesn't understand if with how hard he hits it's he's either gonna hit big or miss big. big. And it's yeah. like, when you hit the way he does, there's no in the middle, and he gets so upset when he misses big, and it's like, dude! Slow it like, down, yep. It's funny, so, yeah. I think. It's very funny. I used to be such an angry golfer, too. Just the grip and rip, and as soon as you just take your swing speed down a little bit, and yeah, go just, slow, fluid strokes. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. <laughs> Get off me! Oh, my God. No, yeah. I like it. So I like it. I'm, I'm that would be fun. That would be fun. Glad I could bring that little surprise here. I've been thinking about. He told me to make a list of things, ladies and gentlemen that are listening. And right away, I thought, how can we incorporate a sandbagger into this podcast? So, no, that would that would be fun. Um, what about March Madness? 
March. I'm pumped. I do not watch basketball. I probably catch a game once every two weeks with my buddies, you know, up in college. I don't watch basketball until March comes. And I don't know. If I usually watch a little bit, but I've been so bad this year with I mean, watching any college basketball. And you're busy, though. Now. You got a kid and work. And, and man, still no excuse. I'm, <laughs> fair enough. Hold yourself to a high standard. But yeah, I don't watch really any basketball until it comes down to the end of the year here. I've been following a little bit um, just because, like, pardon my take, those guys do a lot of videos on their thing, and it's fun to kind of keep up with these big upset games. Well, and you kind of have to know a little bit of some of the teams going yeah. into it. Or else, Your and, busts. and well, not even that, but I mean, I always say, you know, you know my sister and you know my mom, obviously, yeah. but I always say the two of them, they have a better chance of picking a perfect bracket over me because someone like me, I'm going to overanalyze every single game and sometimes not knowing anything benefits you more picking a tournament bracket. Um, but for those that take it a little more seriously, you and I would probably take it more seriously than my mom and my sister or your mom would. It helps you to understand some of these teams but really quickly before we get too far into this want to remind you guys of the mini weekend bracket challenge so if you go on to espn.com um, and you uh it, they'll give you three options i believe i'm going to pull it up here yep it says create an entry create a group join a group if you click on join a group <clears throat> excuse me and in the group name you type in mini weekend or just the mini weekend weekend and you click search groups it should be the only one that comes up it's called mini weekend fans and you click on it join it and here's a catch you can make up to 8 brackets if you join and if you win or come in second behind Mr. Mini or Mrs. <laughs> Mini you will get a free t-shirt, hat, or sticker. Then you get to pick between which one of those three. So Mini weekend um, merch. Come on, people. Yeah. So, I don't know. We didn't do it last year. I wanted to do it last year. Didn't have enough traction. Didn't think it would. I think with COVID, too, last year, I put a fork in just about everything. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm yeah, excited. so I'm excited to make a bracket. That's, I, hey, I and you can make it. up to eight. Up to eight. ESPN yeah. allows you to make up to 25. I but I figured even if I get you know, five to 10 people in here and they're making 25. That's just a lot. So I, I maxed it up. You can still make up to 25 brackets, but you can only make eight for this group. You can make, if you're somebody that just likes making a bunch of brackets, you can make more. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's what we got there. Yeah. I'm excited to do that too. I haven't done a bracket. I don't think I did. Well, last year I didn't, but yeah, I'm excited. We used to do them in high school, throw a couple bucks on them between the boys. So I'm pumped for that. Did you, uh, See Coach K, that stuff from Duke to his last game. Yeah, that was awesome to see. I've so I don't know if I've told you this. I've I've always been a UNC guy. Yep, I know. That. People think I went there, yada yada yada. Michael Jordan, baby. Yeah, MJ. Michael Jordan didn't go to fucking Duke. No, excuse my language. <laughs> you can swear on this podcast, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Michael Jordan didn't go to Duke. Like, LeBron James didn't go to college, but if he didn't, he wasn't going to Duke. No, he, was he wasn't going to Duke. No. So I, but I got mad respect for Coach K. Um. It was bittersweet to see them beat Duke because I always hate Duke because one of my good buddies is a Duke fanatic and just everything is hashtag Duke basketball. Never stops. It's yeah. like, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I think I was the <laughs> last time I even paid attention to Duke was Zion when he was over there. Now he, he's not. He, nothing. he can't even be healthy in the NBA. I don't, yeah. 
who the, what the heck happened? He should have stayed in college. Um, but definitely bittersweet to see. I, I'm a big NC fan too. I got that old sweatshirt yours. I wear it. Oh, that's all, right. All that's right. Time. That's right. Yeah, so I'm a big fan too. But a little bittersweet. Would have liked to see Coach K win the last one at home. But one, I mean, Duke is a very good basketball team. Yeah. Um, they'll definitely. I think you you know you talk about successful seasons you know just in general. I think anything less than winning two games in the tournament for Duke is unsuccessful. Sure. Plus, if you're a guy on this team, the last thing you want is to be known as one of the guys on the team that couldn't make it to the Sweet Sixteen or yeah. the Elite Eight or the Final Four for Coach for K's, K's final Coach season. K's final season. Yeah. Because a lot of people seem to believe. After this year, Duke is going in the shitter because Coach K was a huge reason guy guys wanted to go to Duke. And you don't so, think they'll re- they could? Re- I mean, sorry, I they could. You but can't replace a Coach K. But. You can't replace a Coach K. But people that enjoy the history of Duke will probably still be going. But it's just like, you know, just like you and me. Like if we're college coaches, we both have re- different recruiting tactics. So they can bring in whoever they want. It's not going to be the same because it's not Coach K anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw it either. Coach K wrote MJ a letter. Did you ever he see did. it? He did. I did. Yeah. I just saw that on Twitter a couple of days ago, actually. Yeah, it's so crazy. Coach K was putting in work. Sad to see him go, but hopefully good luck to Duke in this season. They're not our favorites, but well, for, for sure. his last one, at least. No, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think part of the reason, before we move on from this topic, I think part of the reason I'm looking forward to it this year um, <clears throat> Everything's just been so up and down. Yeah. I mean, there have been... So you got preseason top 25, and then it changes every single week. So there's been 18, um, 18 different rankings that come out. There have been five or six different teams that have held the number one spot, which is usually unheard of. Usually you're lucky if you get to see three or four teams Swap at the spot, at, yeah. at the number one spot because usually there's one team that just dominates the entire year and just takes that number one spot you know week in and week out yeah so that's what I'm the most excited about I think there's a lot of teams that could do really well um, you know I I like to watch those TikToks of those people that are like oh you know this algorithm you know is a 62 percent chance of doing this because. Every single year, Warren Buffett offers a million dollars to a uh, perfect bracket, and I would love to be able to win a million dollars. I'm not going to lie. Does someone win? Someone doesn't win it every year. No, no one's ever won it. Really? Ever. Is it that hard to make? <clears throat> your, your chances will Google it. What? What? Yeah, what are your odds to win the... What? I swear there was a kid who won it one year, and it no. was apparently he was too young, so he couldn't claim, like it was an invalid bracket or something. I swear this was when I was in high school. What are your chances so of it didn't work. picking a perfect Well, yeah, how many March. teams? How many teams are there? There's 68 technical teams that make it. Oh, yeah. March I mean, um, Madness bracket. Here it is. There is a, okay, geez, oh, yeah, so there's a one, one in 120.2 billion <laughs> That's your chances of like it's only because there's so losers. many different variations. And it's just picking winners losers though, no scores. Just winners and losers. Just winners and losers. Wow. I mean, I can't tell you, dude. Like you talk about picking a perfect bracket, not to toot my own horn. Usually, with how many brackets I make, at least twice a year, I guess the entire first round correctly, and then in the second round, every single like clockwork, 
half of them lose. It's so true. Because I- it's just you you don't know what's like you do, like nobody's a tra- time traveler and you just don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, absolutely, I think I remember that back from like we would sit and watch those watch those games in high school, you know, on your phone, on your laptop, and whatever. And mm-hmm. it was easy enough in the first round. Like there was a couple, you know, sixteen beats one, and it's like, oh my gosh, what the. But it never really happens. As soon as it gets the second round, upset, upset, upset. Dude, you're you just gotta, watching them happen. And how would you guess, you know? You got to get the um, – it's on the App Store. But instead of getting CBS app or a specific app, get the March Madness app. Because what that app does is it allows you to watch any game you want. So yeah. instead of getting the TBS one and being like, oh, I want to watch this game on TBS, this game's on CBS, one app Madness. just gets all of them. And you can sign with your provider. Um, provider or I think with live streaming, I think you just I don't. Are you an Xfinity guy? Do you guys have that? Um, we use my parents. Use your parents. Hopefully, Xfinity is not listening to this podcast. (laughs) Anyways, but yeah, that's how I would watch it. I got it on the laptop. The Xfinity, they're always switching the damn password on, so I got it. But that's that's yeah, that's our streaming, and we do that for you know wild games too up at school. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that's just the thing. Cassie and I don't have. Um, we don't have. We don't have uh, our own. Uh, we have all these streaming services. Yeah. We don't watch live TV. I just use my parents' stuff. I, I don't think. Yeah, and I barely even. I only use it if it's games. I'm not a big live TV guy. Yeah, no, I'm not. Nobody really watches TV anymore. Well, in any like some of my live TV shows that I like to watch, that are still live. It's oh my gosh! I can't watch them on live, but the next day they're on they're the streaming on, app. Yeah. Like. I'm with like, you. Oh, okay, sorry, I can't watch. Um, Big Sky is uh, I love Big Sp- Sky. Did you watch so it's Yellowstone? Like, I haven't watched Yellowstone yet, but it's like, oh my gosh, I can't watch um a Big Sky um live. Oh my gosh, I can't I I can't believe I can't watch the um all the commercials because I just watch it the next day, the next day. on the streaming service that yeah. has no commercials. This is uh, <laughs> this is a guilty pleasure. I'm embarrassed to say it, but me and my roommate up at school used to watch The Bachelor. Sorry for I used to sorry. watch it. Ba- oh, okay, so I used to watch glad it. Glad you're on that too. I yeah. used to watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette, and then well, it was only as of recently. I'm just like I can't do it anymore. No. Like there were so many seasons that were fun to watch, and I could justify okay, it's not reality TV, but it's still fun. It was two or three years ago. I was like, I can't even justify that this is fun to watch. This is just no, yeah, we, garbage. I think we only sit through the first <clears throat> probably like four seasons. As soon as it's down like eight people, it just gets annoying. But yeah, we would do that same thing. Hulu, you know, puts it up the next day. Right. So why sit around, sit through the commercials? You just grab it the next day and go. So that's my that was our thinking, I guess. Well, yeah. So oh, that's been. Um, that's been fun. Um, before we wrap up here, any uh, any last words? Any last? Uh, no, I mean, thank you again for having me. This oh my has gosh. been absolutely blowing my mind. My pleasure. I, I'll have to be back to do this again. Like we said, ladies and gentlemen, tune in for that sandbagger coming this summer. We'll do a special episode hopefully after. But seriously, this has been so much fun. A long time coming. Um, shout out again to Loon Juice. Yes. A great drink, great refreshing drink for the lake this summer if you're on a boat. Chill on the beach, whatever you need. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me, Jack. This was awesome. Heck yeah. And we'll definitely have to do a podcast of two of us at a brewery yes. this summer too. That's that's another thing we got in the makes here. So um, with that, remember this podcast is about you guys, the listeners. If you have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer, please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, or 
by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram handles are at miniweekend. And email is miniweekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions as well. Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter where there are giveaways. And you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. And lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes out. Until next time, Mini.